Welcome to the podcast. We are going to be discussing or disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Does that work? Good point. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> well, today's topic is going to be um, how do we fix the MCU? Because the MCU sucks. Is that <laughs> right now? <laughs> Especially like it's so difficult to be excited for any MCU property right now. I don't know. It's tough because like I want to like and watch Secret Wars, but after Endgame and Loki, I also watch WandaVision. I haven't seen any other uh, MCU movie. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, besides Black Panther two. Yeah. Oh, Black Panther two. Um. No, you saw Thor. I did see Thor, but I mean. It, it's it's difficult because I did go see those, mm-hmm. but I wasn't super excited to watch them. Yeah, I'm, I'm not excited for Ant-Man, yeah. the Quantum... Quantumania. Quantumania. So then... Uh, I mean, did you enjoy Shang-Chi? Oh, that's right, that too. <laughs> I thought it was fine. Yeah. There's a lot of missed opportunities it's, here. It's meh. Because my biggest concern and the reason why i think the mcu has been sucking they're really playing it out of course they're milking it for everything they can yeah and the execution just hasn't been there it's been poor it's been very like meh you know very meh i mean okay can you sense the formulaic thing that they're doing (laughs) yes but you can explain it though because you know i I know i can't (laughs) (laughs) it just feels so boring like it there is like bunch of cgi bunch of they try to incorporate action, but the action doesn't really... Here's my hot take for Shang-Chi. <laughs> They're like, oh, the action is so cool in Shang-Chi. But then like, yeah, but if you've seen every Jackie Chan movie or Donnie Yen movie, you're like, it was okay. Just because you depri- you deprive the American audience of Asian action films and then you have it incorporated once and it makes it amazing. It's like, no. If we had amazing action scenes the whole entire time, then Shang-Chi would be like, meh. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like, if yeah. we grew up on like Jet Li, Jackie Chan, Donnie Yen, Bruce Lee. Oh yeah, a little bit of Bruce Lee. Yeah. Bruce, me, sadly, me. he hasn't uh, been able to produce that many films before yeah. his passing. But like, you know, like how many Jet Li films, Jackie Chan films, Donnie Yen films have you seen where you're like, this is freaking awesome? You know, like mm-hmm. the action sequences are so the fight choreo, mm-hmm. super good. And then you see Shang Chi, and then you're like. Yeah, it's meh. It's good, I guess, but it's only good because every action uh, fight sequence that we've had in the MCU weren't up to par. <laughs> My opinion about why Shane Chi's action wasn't as good when they get punched, there's no wound. Oh yeah, through the whole movie, through the whole movie, you look at them, all these fights, and this is what I hate about it: no wounds. That's how you know, like it takes me specifically away from the realism of the fight. That's why Jackie Chan movies and Jet Li movies, you know, all of those show that even the main character can get wounded. That's how you also humanize a person during a fight. That's why it was so difficult to watch Shang-Chi for me and what made Endgame so powerful. Because in the end, you could see that, you know. Well, Robert yeah, Peter, you're right. There, there's yeah. no consequences. Yes. So, like, it's just like a bunch of dudes, like, punching each other free. It's like yeah. everyone is in a invincible sandbox. Right. And it's so like, it doesn't make it fun to watch because you're just like yeah we know they could take a fight take a punch yeah and they don't really show the impact yeah so it's like you can have these quick cuts of like punches and kicks but like if we don't have a resolution to the impact then it's mm-hmm. meh it's like yeah. whatever yeah, like it, you just don't believe it and that's the thing mm-hmm. like subconsciously you don't believe it there's no wound you don't remember that it was there 
like that's a really big thing and that's why scars you know taking an example from last of us is so impactful specifically joel's scar you know like when we find out how he gets that scar there's a story behind it there's something that makes it more believable Mm -hmm. but (laughs) when you get punched in the face or you know cut or whatever and you don't see that wound ever again like Mm -hmm. where's the story behind that you know yeah we (laughs) they're too invincible to the point where like we don't care about them yeah like we won't care it's like we already know that they're not gonna die so we we (laughs) but we still want to see them wounded and that's like important and that's something that the mcu has been losing Mm -hmm. just over and over just like (laughs) after endgame no more wounds (laughs) no no, more wounds no more wounds so like (laughs) it's just funny to watch it so how do we fix the mcu yeah i was gonna ask you how do you think we should fix it all right well we what do we have here (laughs) yeah i got i got mine so yeah yours i talked about this a little bit before i think it's time now to bring it back up so we can capitalize on this idea the mcu should have broken up their storylines yeah you're talking about this last week yeah let me elaborate so infinity the infinity stones saga Saga. with thanos journey yeah Yeah. journey they should have ended it there end game beautiful ending Mm -hmm. stop (laughs) you know like you can maybe have some tv shows and stuff like that kind of goes into a little gray area but what i believe they should have done is instead of marvel what ifs and instead of doing how they're doing secret wars now start fresh secret wars though guess what now we don't need an origin story for thor captain america whatever else now you could bring in new actors and stuff to play their version of this universe's captain america thor whatever it is and the storyline for this universe now is secret wars yeah so that's how you bring that in you know like keep spider-man and stuff like that too like that's how you keep it fresh and also you know give other actors a chance to take a break specifically because rdj and chris evans dedicated a decade of their lives to this mcu you know to their to their character so bring in a new fresh face where again you don't have to dive into their origin story we have an idea you can hint at how theirs is different and then follow it up again you know do another seven movies where you know in between you have one or two individual spinoffs that ties into like the main storyline and you know go from there like that's that's to me how they could have done it because another one they could have done storyline wise marvel zombies instead mm. of making it a tv show they can just branch off this is a whole new universe they could do that in parallel almost you know like two different kind of things and make that very horror-esque how do you feel okay well one the actors um rdj chris evans like the main and chris hemsworth they can retire those roles one because they're actors so like they probably want to do something different anyways and then continuing on uh the characters like iron man and captain america and you don't retire them because they don't die yeah yeah exactly (laughs) okay how do you feel about the new actors not living up to to par of the new rendition of those characters that's a really good question and to answer that i would say the beautiful thing about breaking up storylines is it allows for a disconnect so even if let's say this new uh cole sprouse captain america <laughs> you want ca- you would cast cole sprouse as captain america in this universe, in yeah, this okay, universe. okay cole sprouse. let's say Wait, he who doesn't would be iron man then uh iron man would be his brother <laughs> <laughs> oh man never Do watch her <laughs> oh man that's hilarious oh man yeah uh, actually you know who would be really good uh is troy bolton 
And I'm not talking Zac Efron. <laughs> I'm are. talking Troy Bolton. <laughs> so we have Cole Sprouse as okay. Captain America. Okay. Troy Bolton in this from High School Musical. From High School Musical yeah. as. Uh, you don't want Zac Efron, but you want Troy no, Bolton. Yeah, yeah. Not Zac yeah, Efron. Right. I want Troy, Troy, Troy Bolton, Bolton as uh, Captain America. Or, or as Iron Man. Uh, Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, it'd be really funny because you know how uh, in RDJ's rendition of Iron Man, every time he shows up, it's always like ACDC. Yeah. It's like Thunderstruck. <laughs> So then, then this version, it's his version of, uh, what's it called? Uh, it would be better on it every time. It, every, <laughs> every time. <laughs> that is so good. Uh, See, yeah. it's, all, it's writing itself. It's writing it, it is yeah. writing itself. So. Money is just being printed right now. Like, <laughs> ta- like let us be producers on this. Someone, you know, start this and let us be, <laughs> uh, we'll produce it. But, uh, so this universe, right? So yeah. this Secret Wars is like, Cole Sprouse. Troy Bolton, and then if they don't live up to the other performance, oh wait, and then uh, Dylan Sprouse can be Thor. Thor, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It, yeah. He makes his comeback as Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay because it's almost contained in yeah. its own parallel again franchise, right? Like, yes, you can compare them, but at the same time, people can validate the fact that these are different characters. Yeah, specifically and, and, and Sprouse. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the thing is that like. It, Disney doesn't have the balls to handle the hate. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? Interesting. So, like, if we re- recasted um, Iron Man, Captain America, Thor for this new journey, everyone would be like, oh, it's not RDJ, so I'm not going to watch it. Oh, it's mm. not Chris Evans, so I'm not going to watch it. So then they don't have that. The, the thing is that, like, Disney is so rich that they can handle the backlash, but they won't do it because it's, like, maybe they do lo- lose ticket sales or whatever. But, like, in a way, they're already losing ticket sales now just because of the uh, lackluster... Poor, yeah, poor execution. ...of yeah. the storytelling yeah. of this upcoming fourth phase or whatever. Yeah, I think it's, like, seventh phase. <laughs> I think it's four, phase. man. I think yeah. fifth phase is them starting Secret Wars and all that. Oh, well... Either way, I, this is why I think breaking up the franchise would be so... It would be good on it for everyone. It, and it, starting yeah. over, you know, stuff like that. Disney doesn't have to worry about that. And yeah, like, again, those performers, whoever takes on that role... Yeah, whoever takes then, on the mantle. <laughs> they do have big shoes to fill, but also, like, yeah. it would take, like, a good director to, to let them know that it's okay to have their own rendition. Yes, exactly. And this is, you know, as a good example, Batman. Mm-hmm. Batman, <laughs> there's so many different Batmans out there. We understand, right? Like, we all have our favorite, but that does not mean that we can't take ourselves out to enjoy a new Batman film. True. Like, there are people that enjoyed Adam West as Batman, and that was a more silly version. And plus, like, uh, I like the Joker, too. It was... Yes. Yeah. Uh, Get his name something <laughs> romero or rodriguez oh yes uh something romero caesar 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 romero. romero yeah i like that it was a fun joker yeah like he's one of the og i like so. <laughs> i like him better than jared leto <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure no one wants jared leto back as joker <laughs> and uh, we'll see how barry keegan does it keegan keegan yeah well mm, we don't know if he's yeah. coming back because uh there hasn't been confirmation if there is going to be a Joker. Clayface has been confirmed, I think. Ooh. Okay. Next on that later. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll save that for a second. Oh, okay, but, yeah, yeah. but, you know, giving that example, right? So all the Jokers that we have, all the Batmans that we have, it could be the same thing. Same thing. And continue all the, the franchise. Spider-Mans. <laughs> all the Spider-Mans. Like, there's so many possibilities. And guess what? In the end, like, when after you have, like, three or four different franchises, 
you can have the uh, the multiverse one. Oh yeah, that that was a thing too. And so like, there's so many different possibilities here for them to like keep it fresh while capitalizing and really playing off of these characters because they're allowed to have different versions of these characters. And just think about how much Black Panther would be if <clears throat> if they didn't kill Black Panther simply because yeah he died. And, yeah, and, you know, Rip Chadwick. Yeah. It's just like and and he himself also said that like they should have just recasted the role to keep the character going because mm. it doesn't like truly belong to him. It, yeah. It's like, it belongs to the people. Yeah. And like black Panther only gets one movie before he's off. It doesn't really make sense because like black Panther has so many people, like so many stories before he goes that it's like, it, it felt, let's talk about black Panther too a little bit. Like it felt undeserved for uh, Sherry to, to take on the mantle already. Yeah. Shuri. Shuri? Oh, yeah, Shuri. I said Sherry. Sherry. Sherry's in Resident Evil. <laughs> yeah, Sherry's in Resident Evil. <laughs> but I agree. So, like, here's... It was just too soon for her. So, here's the thing, too. If they started over. Again, they ended it with Endgame, and they say they changed a few things during that timeline. New Black Panther. And we still have, you know, unfortunately, you know, Chadwick Boseman dying mm -hmm. in the real life. If they started a secret war over... They could have done, again, different parallel universe where, oh man, why am I forgetting his name? Well, you know, Michael B. Jordan's. Oh yeah, Michael B. Uh, Killmonger. Killmonger. Take over as Black Panther. That's so much more interesting, right? Mm -hmm. So in this universe, Secret Wars, Killmonger is Black Panther. We have Cole Sprouse as <laughs> Captain America. <laughs> Captain America. Uh, Troy Bolin, Iron Man. Dylan um, Sprouse as Thor. Thor. Mm -hmm. uh, Let's say we have let's Red recast Hulk. let's cast all the Disney Channel people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vanessa Hudgens as uh, uh, the Wasp. The Wasp. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know, oh, Ashley Tisdale. Ashley as... Tisdale. Who else? Uh, I mean, we're thinking just. Wait, do you want Black Widow or do you want like Black uh, Widow could be Brenda Song. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that works. That works. I'm fine. I'm fine. One hundred percent on board. <laughs> Ashley Tisdale as I don't want to cast her as like Pepper Potts. No, she like deserves. Yeah, like a, a character that probably hasn't been involved as much. Let me just try to think. I mean, there's a ton of we could do. Should we cast the Fantastic Four? Yeah. Oh, okay. So she might. <laughs> Ashley Tisdale could be um, Sue. Yeah, Sue Storm. Sue Storm. Okay, and then let's see. Zach Efron as. <laughs> <laughs> but but not Troy Bolton. But, but not Troy Bolton. <laughs> yeah. Zach Efron as Mr. Fantastic. Or I was going to say Johnny Storm. Oh. Yeah. That make, that's, then, that's more fitting. Yeah, that'd be siblings. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Lucas Gabriel. He he should be the thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. God. It's just writing itself, guys. <laughs> Man, this is so good. Uh, you killed me with that one. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't expecting that, huh? I was... Uh, Ooh, okay. who should play Spider-Man? Wait, hold on. We, we still need... Oh, Mr. Fantastic. We still need Mr. Fantastic. To uh, Ashley Tisdale, Sue Storm. Yeah. Okay. Let me see. Uh, who's, the, who's the guy from Smart House? Oh. Uh, what ben is... something, I think? No, I thought it was like Taj. DJ? Is it? Wait, that might be his character name. <laughs> Let me look it up. Let me look it up. Because he... If we were able to pick him out from that time, uh, he, he could make a good Fantastic. Mr. Oh, Fantastic. wait. We should do Jaleel White. Ooh, Jaleel White as Mr. Fantastic. Not Disney, but I like it. True. Uh, okay, done. Jaleel White. Jaleel White. <laughs> yeah, Jaleel White. And then, uh, ooh, we should do uh, Miles Morales. Miles Morales smart. too. Yeah, in this one. Th that could be a smart guy. Well, he's too old now, probably. Um. Oh, okay. You know, you're thinking of 
uh, smart guy. Oh, who are you talking about? Smart House is the the guy that was in uh, Lucky the Irish. Oh, Ryan Merriman. Oh, actually, yeah. Wait, pull up a picture of him. Yeah, so there he is. Ben Cooper was his uh, name. In- oh, Mr. Fantastic. He, right? he doesn't. Bad. He's Not okay. Oh wait, he might be able to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. I have I have ideas for days, but he, he's gonna need to grow out his hair to cover that forehead. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Andrew Garfield's forehead was pretty big. <laughs> really? I mean, anyone's forehead would look big on a, it's true. On a big screen. Mine did. Like when I lifted up my hat, I was like, she, she? in 4K. <laughs> 4K, <laughs> she. Um. All right, Miles Morales, Spider-Man in this universe. Who do you think? Miles Morales. Jeez. From the Disney Channel. It has to be from Disney Channel. Channel. Can we expand it to like Nickelodeon too? No, yeah. <laughs> I don't know anybody from Disney Channel. Then it would be um, Corbin Blue. Corbin Blue, he's too old now. Well, again, we're plucking people out because oh, from that time. Yeah, line? yeah, yeah. From or time Ryan Merriman is also too old to be Mister Fantastic at this point. Oh, okay. Mm, Corbin Blue, he's too tall too. Is he too tall? I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Miles Morales in the game was like six feet. What? Yeah, five ten. At the least. Five to <laughs> And Corbin Blue is... Well, I guess you have to talk about, like, which time uh, is Mo- Miles Morales stepping in. Like, is he um, stepping in, like, when Peter Parker is in college phase already? Like, like if we base it off of, like, the PS4 Spider-Man, yes. Miles Morales is already, like, older. Yeah, he's he's college phase, and then Peter Parker is, like, just finishing college. No, no, Peter Parker is, like, done. He's already, like, established. Oh. <laughs> he, he's already <laughs> been through some relationship shit. Yeah, during Miles Morales. Yeah, during right, Miles Morales. Right. Like he's he's so matured now, where he's having like a falling out, but also like getting back together with Mary Jane. Yeah. Okay, that's a good point. Yeah. So Corbin Blue is five seven. Oh, okay. That's not too tall. Yeah, I thought it was taller. Damn. Taller than me. <laughs> 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 but hey, Miles Morales, Corbin Blue. Okay. Yeah, he was good in uh, that jump rope movie. <laughs> <laughs> that jump rope movie. Yeah. Jump in. Jump in. <laughs> uh, dude. Writing itself, I'm telling you. Okay. Um, Who else do we got to cast? So here's the thing. Uh, another thing that we had down to... Wait, we don't have Spider-Man. Oh, the regular Spider-Man? Peter Parker? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we don't have Peter Parker. Who would be Peter Parker of Disney Channel? Disney Channel's Peter Parker would be... Um, oh, okay. If we're, we're, if we're plucking people out from any Disney Channel era... I don't know if you're thinking what I'm thinking, but... Uh, Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World. What? Yeah. But not uh, Corey, but his brother. <laughs> his br- who's his brother? Again? Uh, Matt something. I thought you were gonna say Ryder Strong because he's he kind of fits it. Okay, Ryder Strong. Yeah, but yeah. he's not really Disney Channel because it was a uh, it was like Nickelodeon <laughs> and then ABC or something like that. I'm thinking Will Friedle. <laughs> Friedle. 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 You do know that's Batman Beyond, right? Yes, that's why I think he would play like a relatively good Peter Parker. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's why I thought like his. Like, if he takes on a more serious Bro, tone. you know, after some thought. Not bad. Not bad. Again, yeah. we're plucking them out when they're, like... And his voice is, like, very, like, <laughs> playful, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mr. Phoenix! <laughs> <laughs> That's for all the older generation, the millennials Mr. out there. Oh, like, my gosh, Mr. Phoenix. Yeah. Dude. He has so a good, right? His voice would match, too, like, behind the go. mask. There and he go. can, like... Play off of the... He, he's super playful. He jokes around a lot. Yeah, has that intense have... moment, too. Yeah, the more serious, dramatic moments. Yeah, I convinced you, didn't I? Yeah. I, I, I kind of <laughs> like the Will Friedel. So. My take, I was going to say, you know, in Sky High. 
Oh. I was going to say uh, James Holden. Interesting. The, the dude yeah, that played yeah. the fire guy. Yeah. I was going to say him as Peter Parker. Interesting. Him, him as the Hulk. <laughs> Young Bruce Banner. Young Bruce Banner. Right. He has the anger moments. Uh, him in Covenant is how he should kind of play <laughs> Covenant, Bruce Banner. Dude. <laughs> no, no. See, if you're going to bring in Covenant, I kind of want James Holden to be a different character. Okay. Like a better character. Interesting. He could be Doom. Oh, Doctor Doom. We didn't yeah. even talk about villains. He could right. be Doctor Doom. Oh, that's really good. Because like, he, he can be like the charming guy, and then like we can follow his like descent into madness i like that yeah that's really good okay now we're talking villains huh <laughs> shoot dude oh man yeah. who should play thanos <laughs> who should play that well let's mr not. feeney <laughs> <laughs> no dude he's he's too oh, wholesome man. to be thanos. oh you too yeah that's right that's right that'd be that's he why could be, be professor funny. x <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh, oh william daniels is who plays mr feeney i think he's passed away a while ago no he's he's still good man He's still going strong. Oh, wow. He's 96, you're right. Yeah, man. How dare you say such Bless things. his soul. He's going for <laughs> Betty White status. But, oh, man. He's... God damn, dude. Oh, okay. man. That's going to be a tragic day. <laughs> now that you mentioned his age. I'm, I just got sad because, like, now we're re-looking it I up. I know. <laughs> no. Mr. Peter. Peter. Oh. Uh, okay. Ride, Rider Strong as uh, Bruce Banner. Could work. Yeah. He has like a Edward Norton vibe a little bit. He can tap into, I think. Okay. I'm down. Okay. I'm down. Well, okay. We also need the Hulk to have a better storyline. Yes. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, we would be remiss if we did not cast Ben Savage. <laughs> <laughs> or Topanga. <laughs> but they're not Disney Channel. Remember? I, no, dude. Well, Boy Meets World, I mean, it technically is. Did oh, they, they also did Girls Meets World which is oh okay fine so ben savage fine. actually as ant-man and then topanga as the wasp yeah the wasp okay yeah <laughs> you're like fine with it <laughs> I'm fine. The, i think it's because i'm not too attached to those characters so i'm not That's as true. passionate so i wanted to mention to bringing in a little bit more side characters and we can talk about this point that we have down true here. we're done casting <laughs> <laughs> for now for now for now because we can circle back to the villains later these side characters in the mcu also the way to make them more interesting or we, we feel that you should bring or the mcu should bring in side characters well, and make them more important before we kill them off exactly well if you make the side characters more important you hold the ability to kill them off and then you can capitalize on consequences because right. when you have too many heroes and they're they always win we don't have the consequence feeling of them being taken off like murked to show the severity of how powerful the villains could be where the audience feels like oh man this is way too dire like how how are the heroes going to make it but if you make the side characters like the supporting characters more important and then they get offed we're like damn this is a serious moment you yeah. know and you know you know just thinking about this we have other notes but think about hawkeye they kind of he got did shafted. that yeah he they did that with hawkeye showing that he's important to the story I'm, I'm just and mad. then just missed it <laughs> and then just missed the mark with hawkeye i'm mad because you know in the logan comic hawkeye was so powerful <laughs> that like he was able to just murk people because he yeah. was blind yeah he got his eyes gouged out or something and like he that. only has one arm one arm yeah if oh. i remember right he only has no. one arm i thought he still had both and then he was still able to hit with 100 percent accuracy you're probably right <laughs> when he was traveling with logan anyways he got shafted because <laughs> hawkeye was way more powerful yeah, I think you're right. And, you know, that's given some time and stuff. Uh, 
for Hawkeye in there, and maybe they should have went with Old Man Hawkeye to end, you know, his well, story. In yeah, I mean, they didn't, they didn't even get to use Hawkeye in the Logan, and right. even in Logan, they went with their own story. Like they yeah. used X twenty three, and it was like, yeah, yeah, I, it was it's cool. It was cool. Really good. It's good. It's just like right. they didn't get to use the whole cast. Uh, yeah, the whole cast of the MCU. Right. And for, for their story. Something that you wanted to touch on, and I'll let you take it away with, uh, is Black Widow. Okay, yeah. So along this uh, the storyline of making our side characters more important, like if we got our Black Widow film way, way sooner, so whoever was in charge of that, <laughs> regardless of like sexism or feminism, whatever, like we needed a Black Widow film sooner so that we can care about her character. That way we latch onto her because she doesn't have powers we start to feel for her because like she's a human and uh she's tactful and all that stuff whatever yeah but now it's more dire in her situation because now she has to go up against super supernatural superhuman right type of people so like now we already have that attachment to her as we follow her along the storyline of like I don't know civil war and avengers and all that stuff like we like there's a bigger consequence like we're afraid that she might die because she's a human being yeah that's facing like the hulk <laughs> and bringing them into their own solo movies isn't like the only way to go about it too to bring importance i wrote down volstag a really good character that they should have capitalized on because in the thor universe if they wanted to they could have had you know if we, if we had a chance to redo the Thor universe, right? Mm -hmm. Have the first Thor movie, you know, that's fine, whatever. Take, you know, get rid of the second one, just redo it all, of course. And then let's, you know, let's start over. If you focused on Volstagg and Thor's friends a little bit more, Sif, all of them. Volstagg has a really interesting story arc in the comic where he turns into War Thor after Mangog, who's a god-killing god, have him be one of uh, the pitiful, pivotal characters in a movie for Thor, that would have made it so much more interesting as well to see him get killed off. Because mm -hmm. I don't think he actually dies in the comics. I can't remember specifically, but to have him die in the MCU as War Thor, because he's technically not worthy. worthy. He forces Stormbreaker to give him powers because Stormbreaker wow. wants to bring justice to Mangog killing the kids. Oh, man, that would make such a sweet movie, yeah. too, because, like, it could exactly. be a one-off. Yeah. And, like, it, oh, it just brought up a thought. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> Go ahead. You know in The Last of Us where Joel has to make that final decision yes. at the end of the game? Because of how long we spent with them in the game, you agree with him with the controversial decision at the end. So in this uh, scenario about War Thor, you agree with him even though what he did is wrong. It's yes. like, damn. And in parallel the whole mm. time so you can also still have let's say chris hemsworth thor he's on the side and he loses milner so like he's powerless as well and then he, you know bring some humanity I mean, to he's him. still a god well <laughs> in the comic though he goes through this journey of trying to find himself because he doesn't feel worthy anymore oh so like the first thor film yeah yeah exactly and so like you can have those moments in thor too and then play off of the fact that we don't know where milner is but you know i'm sorry i'm probably you know <laughs> I'm, I'm butchering that name <laughs> uh, as with every episode but then we kind of like get hints that jane foster uh, the new thor oh could be yeah yeah right yeah. and like 
that's like four movies in itself where you can make it super interesting. God, have the first Thor again lose his powers, or you know, like show off his powers. Second Thor, he loses his powers, and now we're kind of getting War Thor with Volstag. Third one, we're getting Jane Foster as Thor, and then round it out with the fourth Thor, where Chris Hemsworth takes back over the mantle, and he becomes like strong as fuck. He uh, he can become. I think he come becomes uh, God or no? Sorry, God. He's already God. King Thor. Oh. right oh yeah true like yeah. we never actually see him yeah kind of take the throne like uh yeah not yeah. you know how in, oh wait you saw all of lord of the rings i know you don't like it but <laughs> <laughs> yeah i did i powered through it okay so in the in the ending of return of the king where like aragorn finally takes the mantle like he gets crowned king yes and then like it's such a big moment like i i still get chills just talking about it right now just because that scene is so powerful like we've always known he was worthy but like to see him finally earned it and like just be bestowed upon the crown it's like a big moment we don't have that moment for thor yeah and you know we can get into thor 4 a little bit but thor 4 thor thor <laughs> thor 4 also is part of the mcu collapsing and that's what we're talking about like True. Three heightened it up a little bit, and then everyone was hyped for the fourth one, and the fourth one came out, and it, you know, there's a lot of production stuff that went into it. It was supposed to be a four-hour movie that got cut down, blah blah blah, whatever. Regardless, yeah. had they gone this route where they made it like again almost a brand new franchise, focus on the side characters a little bit more, and not just Thor. Another thing, oh, man. So they're forcing tone onto their movies mm. as as part of the formula, and I think it's like shooting themselves in the foot because now we don't get independent stories with their own tragedies. So like, it's also why we don't have Volstagg. <laughs> yeah. You know, is they're not allowing their characters to have their own tone and genre to, to follow. Like, just imagine how Thor 4 could have been if Gore was allowed to be a serious toned type of movie, you know? Yeah. Like, it was too silly that we couldn't even latch on to the serious nature of what gore is doing yeah. he's killing gods but it's not even like a serious thing the funnier part of all of that is that the third one probably had the best balance it had its serious moments it was also super enjoyable super fun going through it all and it just made it so much more of a better ride specifically because we got such a bad movie in the second one <laughs> second one was too serious Oh it was just like well, it lacked, it lacked story. It to had be honest. nothing in there that interests anyone, which is a shame because um, the Dark Elves is like actually a really cool yeah. storyline, and uh, the actor that played him, Chris Eccleston or something like that, yeah, is a really good actor. And then he just got shafted with a bad script. Same thing with uh, Ronan in Guardians of the Galaxy because he's a very linear. Oh person. yeah, he yeah. Had no depth to him, even though he himself is a really fascinating character and actor bro see like they're and that's okay like those are small things but overall mcu just continues to tank because they're playing out this formula they're really pushing it out but again well they're you more side characters you focus on the side characters yeah the side ca character aspect and we just need to care more about the relationships and it's not like man how do you even break it down it's it's not that we need more scenes with them but that can help it's just like we need that relationship to actually matter before it's taken away right you know yeah it's, and that also will affect the main character as well so you know volstagg's relationship to thor would transform him after volstagg 
dies. Oh, and we get character development. And we get character development, baby. <laughs> and that keeps Thor more interesting. Again, he's not only does he not feel worthy because of his own reasoning, now he's seeing someone else's reasoning, you know. Be, uh, consume him. Consume him. And so it's like, whoa, like, <clears throat> how was he wor- worthy to take on Stormbreaker? You know, stuff like that. Like, that's really interesting. Yeah, like, that's what's missing, too. Like, our character development between um, our main heroes moving forward. Like, they, every time they meet a new character, they need a change or they need, they change that character. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's like, why are they there? <laughs> or not so much like, why are they there? Of course, they need to be there to move the story forward. But at the same time, if the f- story moves forward and then the relationship doesn't really change, it's kind of just a meh, like, uh feels materialistic or superficial or we're just following a um yeah a procedure that's why you know i think the fourth door is such a good example of what they shouldn't have done (laughs) and it's like again if it it gave a lot of fan service because we got jane foster oh yeah stuff like that it's provided again you know they try to do a bunch of their humor and stuff in there and that was like too much and it could have been better. And again, this is like them forcing this, the thing versus like, again, if it was like its own universe and whatever it is, like it could have been so much better for the most part. Well, Jane Foster deserved a better story too. Like, I don't mind making Thor a girl or whatever. It, it's like, <laughs> they're, it's almost like they're checking a quota. You yeah. Know? yeah. Like checking uh, boxes off that. You for, know, the producers for, gave to him like hey make sure you do these things for us make sure it's woke <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 that's a big one but um we, we would care more about jane if we had more time with her it's understanding her struggles of being a human and dating a god we only got like a montage of it a little bit in in thor 4 yeah. but it feels so rushed and like we don't care yeah like everything is happening and we still don't have an emotional attachment before she's taken away from us at the end and when she's taken away we're just like meh so you i do want to touch on it you just jogged a thought because you mentioned you know they're them forcing tone and without with them playing around with the formula they cannot inject different kinds of tone so let's talk about again breaking up these franchises breaking up the storylines where it's in its own universe New Mutants kind of did this. So I thought about this, right? New Mutants kind of did this. It was really good. So the idea was really good. I was going to (laughs) say, you need to take a step back. (laughs) Having a horror Marvel Universe had so much potential. So much potential to to be its own thing. I thought this was going to pop off too. When I saw New Mutants, like the trailer for it. Genius thought. Dude, just imagine how scary it is, first of all. You have mutants with powers, and so far they haven't shown like the more dangerous kinds of uh, kinds of powers. But like, imagine how scary it is like to to meet Wolverine the first time, and you see claws coming out, or like he's not dying because he he heals really fast. That's scary. Yeah, <laughs> let's sh- let's show the horror side of powers. Yeah, even if they're quote unquote superheroes, that would be so cool to see a different universe where people are afraid of truly afraid of these monsters and we show them as monsters even if they're not doing anything wrong wolverine's a really good example what if we had a movie you know based in the x-men franchise where we follow a character that let's say a reporter i think that would be a really good idea a reporter a reporter Hmm. because this reporter is chasing after if you (laughs) to add to your thought Nightcrawler, Jake Gyllenhaal reporter, following Ooh. the story 
yes. of mutants. Yes, yes. So that's a really good one. I yeah. thought you were saying Jake Gyllenhaal of Nightcrawler. I was like, that's a good idea. No. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> um, <laughs> you overshot this one. <laughs> um, but yes, so that kind of reporter. He's going through chasing after reports <laughs> of this creature with claws going around destroying buildings, hurting these people. We don't know that these people are actually bad and they're also mutants. So they, like, we can see that, uh, I don't know. You know. Again, there's bodies sprawled around everywhere. It's scary. There's, uh, to add to this a little bit, there's an X-Files episode where they shot it like a documentary similar to like, you know, um, cops or whatever. Yeah, when you were explaining it, I was like, it feels very like quarantine-esque yeah. or like yes. the Cloverfield films. That's what I'm thinking. Well, the first one. That's what I'm thinking. So very first person mm -hmm. but in the x-file episode they're chasing after this creature that kills you in your uh dreams oh damn it's freddy krueger <laughs> spoiler yeah, yeah. <laughs> so claws everywhere and they can't explain where, where these claw marks are from similar thing take that idea put it into x-men and have it very you know horror themed where logan is uh stalking because he's oh he's in feral mode yeah he's in feral mode yeah he doesn't know what's going on he's in feral mode and which is very scary for a human oh my gosh yes terrifying right and so like you see bodies you know piling up left and right and then in the end you reveal it's wolverine that would be nuts and mm -hmm. you would keep it so fresh and then guess and, and you know when you have an x-men movie you could show his character development into like a person with a very dark past but he's turned into a hero he's trying to do better you could also see how powerful he is too when everyone's trying to take him down unleash him yeah you know like this is the perfect time to show that he truly is invincible and you don't have to show the you know the opposite side where he's you know to show him as a human now you don't have to do that you yeah. just show him as a full-fledged monster we also like we lack um that magic system or understanding the magic system which is the power system yeah um we don't know how strong each hero is that's why like the beginning of infinity war was so good because we think we know how strong uh the hulk is because there was this one shot in the first avengers where hulk uh where uh captain america looks at um bruce banner and it's like I think it's time for you to get angry. And then Bruce Banner is like, that's my secret. And I'm always angry. And then boom, the cool, one of the coolest yeah. shots of all time. And he transforms into the Hulk. And then he like smashes that uh, thingy in my bob. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot what it's called. You really downplayed it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I ran out of creative juice. <laughs> ran out of creative juice. I was juice. so into it. I was so into your storytelling. You're like, yeah, going off. And like, I was like playing the scene in my head. Mm -hmm. Then you said thingy in my bob. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. To me, it's always like a, it yeah. looks like a Protoss carrier from yeah, StarCraft. See, I wish you had said that. So, well, my bad, my bad. Let's rewind. Rewind it. All right. Wipe that from your slate, you guys. Let's yeah. All right. So Bruce Banner. He <laughs> he's looks, always angry. Yeah. He's like, that's my secret. I'm always angry. And then we get the dopest cinematic shot in like, actually, like it's, it's, it probably still holds up. Oh, for sure. It does. Yeah. And then he single punches this Protoss carrier looking monster. There it is. <laughs> You got me again. <laughs> and then we, as the audience, are introduced to how powerful the Hulk is. Yes. Now we think he's freaking powerful. So when he 1v1s Thanos, we don't know how powerful Thanos is. There's a lot of hype around this. From movie to movie, Thanos is supposedly strong. Boom. Loki drops this line. Well, we have the Hulk thinking it's like a, a strong secret weapon. The Hulk drops in. Thanos ain't even breaking a sweat facing the Hulk with 
no gemstones or infinity stones. Now we know how strong Thanos is. Yeah. Just from that scene. But it's, it's from that other scene, we think we know how strong the Hulk is. Great point. Great point. I love that because uh, I don't know if it's in the movie or it's in the comics, but I remember someone facing against Spider-Man and Spider-Man lets them win or something like that. Mm-hmm. I wish I could remember the details, but I remember the line where someone was like, oh, uh, yeah, I want against Spider-Man. It's like, no, he let you win. It's like, no, no, I want against him. It's like, no, he let you win because if he wanted to, he could have one-punched you and you would have blew... Uh, blew up to smithereens you know like that's how strong spider-man is but he holds his punches back it, like i, I think to, i remember that comic too, right? that so comic strip there's a there's a scene and i can't remember where it's from but that's what i'm thinking of because every single time he punches a robber or whatever he's only using maybe five ten percent of his strength because mm-hmm. he knows if he uses his full strength the dude's like getting decapitated and stuff and okay i just had this thought if we go back to the horror universe of Marvel and mm-hmm. we have a Wolverine version, what if we had a version of Spider-Man who's trying to figure out his powers, but because he doesn't know his strength yet, he's going around trying to fight these robbers and decapitates them by accident because he punches or, so hard. Or punches a hole in them. Yeah. like And we just see that in like the scene and then we see the horror version of Spider-Man where Spider-Man starts turning into a spider. Yeah. And that universe. And then he develops um, organic webs. Exactly. After he's done um, going through a metamorphosis. Yeah. And then we have a scientist who saves him, and then now he's regular Spider-Man. Yeah, probably Morpheus. Dude, that's so That's (laughs) That's Jared Leto's. Jared Leto. (laughs) Bring him back. (laughs) That's his time. (laughs) Not only is it... It's Morbin time. (laughs) (laughs) It's so bad. Oh, I haven't even seen that movie either because it looks so bad. Oh, it's horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> See, that could have been good. It could have been. In the horror Marvel universe, in ours. Yeah. He, he's coming back. The <laughs> <laughs> Bring him back for the third time. <laughs> yeah. Re-released in theaters for the third time. Um, wasn't there a version where um, our battery died? <laughs> <laughs> so returning to our thought. I was talking about how in Superior Spider-Man, where Dr. Octavius takes over Peter Parker's body, I wonder if there was a, uh, I didn't read it, but I like the concept where he's a superior Spider-Man because he's already a smart dude and knows everything. So he's a better superhero than Peter Parker was. So I'm curious if he actually did punch someone that was like over, (laughs) like he overdid it. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. So if I remember that comic right, because I did read it for the most part. I think uh, Dr. Ock does kill someone by accident, trying to save him because he didn't know his own strength. Okay. Oh, I think that's the scene where Doc Ock was like, whoa, like, was he was he always this strong? Oh, like dude, I think you're right. Right? Yeah. Like, that sounds so familiar. I could be wrong. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but yeah, so this is like what you're talking about, like showing the strength behind these heroes in a different way. And I understand that, you know, Disney owns Marvel or the MCU, and so that's why it's difficult but they're allowing deadpool now to you know do its thing after mm-hmm. how however much so if they're green lighting r-rated movies specifically for marvel why not like again have this horror universe showing everyone's true power and it doesn't even have to be in the same universe it could just show that this hulk is super strong and that already translates our idea to like you know infinity stones thor like that would have been so interesting to be like holy crap like, was the Thor always holding back? Yeah, for sure. You know, mm-hmm. was Hulk always holding back? Well, you know, most of the time, like, yeah, kind of. That's how you keep it interesting. That's how the MCU could continue to make money because we want to see horror movie 
Well, like, let's let's talk about anime. Like, why why do we like anime power ups? Because like we see this protagonist level up. Like when people, a lot of people go to the gym because of Goku, or like they're listening to anime power up, like motivational type of speeches and stuff. Naruto, we got Luffy. They're always powering up, so we have an idea of how strong they can be. So we don't have that for these superheroes in the MCU or DC. They're just gods, and and we don't. We, it's hard for us to take them seriously in in the way of um like power, like. There's something about it that still feels fake. But if we see them power up, it's like, oh, dang, we can do that, too, or something like that. All right. And just to point this out, we understand that the MCU is fake. We, <laughs> we know that. We see the comics out there. Like, the comments are really shitting on us for saying <clears throat> that we don't understand that it's fake. That's not the point. It's making it believable. It's, it's feeling real. Like Yes. Like, yeah. if we can believe it, specifically if, you know, the effects or whatever are able to keep us pulled in because it's, you know, a little bit of practical, a little bit of CGI, that's what we're talking about. And in this case, same thing. Yeah, and the CGI doesn't even need to be perfect in order for us to believe it. It just needs to carry the story forward where it can be distracting. Yes. If it's, like, too fake, it's, like, distracting or something like that. But, oh, I think our example last time was, like, Terminator 2, where, like, the CGI, if you watch it back now, it looks very dated. But, but like, it still works. Yeah, it still works. It doesn't need to look super perfect. It, like, it did enough to make you be like, oh, yeah, he can uh, turn into, like, a slime ball or whatever. Yeah. And then we continue the forward over. Like, we just accept it and then move forward. The main thing, too, in comparison is, you know, we get Arnie's Terminator, and he has a bunch of practical effects. That's why it's so effective to be like, okay, we still have some realism here because we're looking at Arnie as this robot right and we get to see him cut his own flesh pull it off and he's a robot mm -hmm. that is so cool that's what you know again last of us did fairly well for the most part too but mcu is missing a lot of that it's all cgi no matter what and it's so difficult to stay in the moment yeah it doesn't feel real like it, it still feels like little i don't know in, in dark souls one when you like kill the zombies or not zombies the undead they lose like all mass and density and they just like start floating around because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what it feels like yeah. in um, MCU. It's like they, it's not enough realism there for us to feel the mass of it. And because we don't feel mass, it doesn't feel like real. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, absolutely. We can't, we can't touch it or. And yes, we understand we can't touch it. Yeah. Just make it feel like we can and, and stuff like that. Like it's, I don't know. It's so funny because, you know, we're just two dudes with opinions and stuff, but this is something that we feel so passionate about because the MCU can be successful, can continue to be successful yeah. and capture our attention, but they have to change up the formula. They have to. They have to, again, make some horror movies with superheroes. Well, allow creative like freedom. Like yes. imagine um, Invisible Man. Like imagine if that dude didn't get to do what he did. Right. Like, and Invisible Man didn't even use like CGI really. Not really. Most of it was just camera tricks where the camera just like uh, scoots over to like a empty corner. But psychologically, you're like, is he there? Is he? And it's scary, you know, Like you can just do that for these MCU films. Like, well, you would have to hire directors and then allow them to do, to do it, to do the directing. <laughs> so if uh, any Disney execs out there watch our <laughs> podcast, <laughs> probably not they care about it, but. It's true. It, this is the time to start changing things up a little bit. Stop being, you know, always just so goofy funny. Yeah. And, you know, that's all good. It is. It's totally fine. You have to have something 
that is on the other spectrum. Because once we get that, then we're able to move back and forth between those mediums and different tones. Because if we had Thor 4, but almost horror-esque because of gore, and mm -hmm. they really played on those aspects because gore is disgusting. <laughs> he really is. And they did good moments, but again, wasted the true potential of gore. Gore should have been... We should have seen him demolish gods. Yeah, yeah. We should have seen <laughs> his body get overtaken by this goo and continues to flood out. Christian Bale should have been unhinged to the yeah, teeth. Like, yeah. like American Psycho. Unhinged. American Psycho, yeah. And he knows, he knows what that's like because, you know, he played him. <laughs> but if we had those moments of, you know, like it is totally different, that would have kept us in there more. You know, same thing with, okay, so... Here's the reason why Doctor Strange 2 didn't land for me as, as good as most people. Mm -hmm. They said that, you know, it's very horror-esque. You have to go into different universes and stuff, you know, but we don't get to see him, one, get hurt that badly. And we don't get to see him... He, he does have some consequence. For some reason, Doctor Strange 2 was missing an element of, I don't know, like, uh, challenge? It seemed like he was, like, flying through all of this stuff so easily. <laughs> you know pun, pun intended <laughs> he, he does fly but like he figures everything out kind of easily he doesn't get challenged all too much yeah his obstacles aren't actually uh, making him struggle right and it's just following uh what's her name uh america Wanda? oh captain well i was gonna say captain america. <laughs> uh, what's her character well her it's yeah. america chavez okay yeah as a character yeah, I don't know her, her superhero name. Dude, I, thing is, we don't care because like, because <laughs> like it's just so underwhelming, and I don't know. Like, I did not care about it too much. The Whoa. only thing interesting is that she's able to leap through universes. Yeah, the the problem is that she was okay. So the movie's not even about her. They just use her as a plot device. The movie was actually around Wanda yeah. and her finding her kid or. The aftermath of losing her kids. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She never had kids in the first place. Right, right, right. right. So, like, she's going... So, all of this turmoil and, like, destruction because she's missing something that she never had. Right. So, I don't know. This movie missed... They were trying to do too many things at the same time. Like, do you want this to be about Wanda? Just make it about Wanda, and then you don't have America Chavez. And then you don't make it a multiverse thing. Mm -hmm. And then you don't force the... I mean, we get a cameo of like John Krasinski and this other cast, but like it, it was just fan service. It wasn't like integral to the story. We just needed Wanda versus Doctor Strange, pretty much. Yeah, that's true. But I did love all those moments. <laughs> that was really good. But I mean, overall, like I thought it was okay. It just wasn't like again. It just didn't have the potential. It, it didn't meet its potential. And Sam Raimi did a really good job though of feeding into his horror background experience with the fantastical comedy of marvel that's the one balance i thought he did really well in the whole thing yeah it's it felt more like again they created this so that they can continue to build this other uh universe which is the multiverse you know what i mean so like, yeah that's why it's so i don't know it's really difficult because they didn't need to well like I think because Doctor Strange is so powerful and um, Scarlet Witch is so powerful, we cannot have two powerful characters just like win versus uh, win using magic because it's just going to be a stalemate. So now it has to be a psychological battle. So I think if we removed all those multiverse things and America Chavez as a whole and we have 
Scarlet Witch versus Doctor Strange. Sure, we can have a bout of like destruction at first with magic and magic, but then they have to come to a realization that like, look, this is a stalemate. So now we have to fight with words or psychologically, you know, psychological attacks. And this is where Doctor Strange can struggle, where he does need to take some time and like, I don't know, talk to you. What's her face? The nurse, Rachel McAdams. <laughs> <laughs> And then he can go through a self-discovery of like how to combat Scarlet Witch and tap into like that greater nature of her. It was undeserving of the win at the end because America Chavez just reveals what she looks like. She looks like a monster to her kids. Therefore, she finally reached a realization that she's the monster, whatever. But if Doctor Strange was, um, if we remove America Chavez, Doctor Strange can achieve the same thing after he discovers like some advice or something from Rachel McAdams. It's kind of like how in Spider-Man 2, the um, Tobey Maguire version, where he talks to his aunt and then his aunt is tells him about like, oh, I forgot her phrase. You're not Superman, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's in the first one. <laughs> um, dang, I'm, I'm missing the dialogue. I can't use it as a reference. But basically, uh, it was... Peter Parker receiving this advice from Aunt May. And then that was a gift. That was like the weapon he gets to use later at the end to reach Dr. Octavius's madness, reach through that madness to the point where uh, Dr. Octavius realizes what he's doing is wrong. And then he decides to sacrifice himself and then destroy that energy core or something like that. Yeah. Basically the same thing could have been done. Funny thing is, Sam Raimi also directed that movie. Yeah, I was going to say, they actually they sound very similar because that's essentially what happened, right? Like, uh, Doctor Strange goes in his undead form yeah. and says, like, you know, look at what you're doing or whatever, and then America Chavez goes in and then shows that Scarlet Witch going through all this trouble is only making her more of a monster and yeah. distancing herself from these, you know, the kids and stuff. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, it's just something somewhere was missing. I don't know if it was in the writing or whatever, but it felt more so to push an agenda versus to really let us live in that universe, in that movie, for what it was. Yeah. Similar to, you know, I think a really good example of what they should have done for these movies is like Civil War. Sorry, let me go back. Not even Civil War. Um, I do believe that should be its own franchise too. Maybe we'll talk about that. <laughs> Civil War, yeah. But uh, in the second Avengers movie, uh, where they facing against oh, Age a- of Ultron. Age of Ultron. That's a really good core story because in itself, it's contained in its own universe. We were introduced to a few different people. That's all it was. But it didn't tie itself to anything else afterwards, really, except for Vision. Vision having the Infinity Stone. and then It introduced Wanda and elaborated on Wanda and her brother, but that's about it. But hopefully I can explain this well because Age of Ultron, if you watched it by itself, it works. If you watch Doctor Strange 2 by itself... Again, you just feel like there's something missing or that you have to watch something else to understand it, which is WandaVision to understand Wanda's agenda. True. Yeah. You're saying, okay, so it's not like a good standalone movie. Correct. Right. If you take away Wanda, WandaVision, and you just had that movie, no context as to why Wanda is going crazy, it would not be a good movie. Yeah. I also didn't think that she had enough, a strong enough reason to descend into madness like that. Hmm. I think if she... I liked it. Well... (laughs) (laughs) I think she needed to be in contact with the um, that book, the the more the book of chaos or whatever. Uh, I forgot what it was called. <laughs> Dang it! 
the book of something the book of something uh the book of the dead no <laughs> essentially it was oh, okay anyways <laughs> i just took that line from the mummy but <laughs> we don't understand how powerful that book is but if you put it in the hands of like wanda or something uh early we know extremely how dangerous it is and then she already has like uh the madness or whatever then it'll justify her descent into madness and then like be all cuckoo like she is yeah like honestly if you compiled wandavision into doctor strange 2 that would have worked fine too it just oh, you, you just needed like a brief recap yeah or yeah. not even a recap like and just take all of wandavision put it into the first like 30 minutes of doctor strange 2 somehow you condense it all yeah and then show that you know wanda being hurt by vision's death created this universe for her uh and you know, also you can make that its own movie versus a tv show maybe but either way standalone wise it does not work like there's a reason why even captain america civil war worked it was contained in its own universe in its own story and also being one of the best marvel movies out there you know we talked about action earlier in this episode that action was some of the best action because it was hand-to-hand it was fast-paced it was just like it was shot almost like a is it john woo right john woo choreographed it or something like that you know what i'm talking about really famous choreographer uh nope in the eastern movies and stuff like they took a lot of those elements in there and that's why the action scenes in civil war were so good Mm. they really like stood out everywhere else like it sucks because uh black panther the cg is what took it away from me at the end fight <laughs> again with the cg the cg not because we could see it's fake but because there's a lot of moving pieces and so there's actually a lot of missed uh, elements i don't know if you noticed and this is actually very similar to uh spider-man far from home too when killmonger got stopped stabbed stopped stopped when he got stabbed and when toby mcguire spider-man got stabbed the wound wasn't there there was no blood all you have to do practical wise is throw on some fake blood but there is no blood you know like that's we gotta what keep bothers. the rating pg man either <laughs> teen even allows blood you know what i mean like show us that they're wounded show us that it actually matters versus relying on the actor's ability to portray it which again you know michael b jordan did a really good job have those moments for us you know like that's what we need i'll keep it there yeah i mean, <laughs> I mean we're missing a setup and then we're missing like a conclusion yeah for dr strange too we're missing that setup to to help us be part of the journey of why WandaVision is already in madness versus like, oh, you're supposed to already know that before coming into this movie. Yeah, and if you yeah. didn't watch it, you won't know what's going on. Yeah. You like, just know she's a bad person. Yeah, it's like, yeah. But <laughs> that is kind of an important thing to, to note, though, because then it's like, if you didn't watch WandaVision and you're like, wait, wasn't Wanda like a good guy in like the last film, which is uh, yeah. Endgame? Yeah. Yeah, and then that... It was all context. Yeah, and then you would just jump into like, wow, Wanda's just a villain now? Okay. <laughs> it's harder for you to accept her and be part of the story. Um, and then back to like the uh, conclusion side of things. We don't have the impact so of like a knife wound or being stabbed. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. They just glaze over it. Yeah, for right now. And we'll see what happens. But right now, we don't even care. Like, we haven't seen Ant-Man, Quantumania stuff like that i'm not excited for it like these are how again these are all just all our opinions on how to keep the mcu from collapsing <laughs> collapsing and yeah. maybe rebuild it back up because having different franchises just keeps it more fresh i really wish they did that they could have done that for civil war civil war could have been in its own five movie 
franchise. Secret War, same thing. Uh, I mentioned, you know, Marvel Zombies being its own thing. Like, that's what they should have done to keep it all so fresh. That's why people love Deadpool so much. You know, still a Marvel entity, and I understand that MCU didn't have rights over it at the time. You can rewatch that one in turn and still understand that it's tied to X-Men, right? Like, in the second one. It's tied to X-Men. Like, it, But it can stand by itself just fine. Mm-hmm. They should do that more often. Yeah, they're, they're relying too much on these solo films to carry, like, the final movie. Yes. And then it's like, all right, so we have 20 MCU films. Yeah. They're all meh. But hey, at least the final film is really yeah, good. You yeah. Just wait. Just you wait until we get there. And, and then they're going to lose all their audience by the time they get there. <laughs> I... Split up the franchises, y'all. <laughs> like, well, yeah, it's they're not allowing their characters to have their own world and journey. It's they're all part of the system. Yeah, and again, if you miss one movie or something, you miss the rest of the movie. You just don't understand the. Yeah, they're not good standalone films. It sucks. Back to the consequence thing. You know, when Tobey Maguire got stabbed, what was the point of that? Exactly. If, if he didn't die. Yeah. Or or like just because he was like injured or whatever, we couldn't see what happened after that. Yeah, there's no resolution. Like, is Green Goblin, like, is he bad now? Did he turn into a good guy? That's a consequence, right? Like, now he feels so bad that he returns back to a good guy. Um, well, as, imagine if he got more time, too. So, like, he feels, he, after uh, Peter injects him with that antidote or whatever, he becomes a good guy, and then he realizes he killed Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, and then he just, like, descends into, like, remorse or, like, guilt or whatever. That would have gave us the resolution of, like, yeah. Damn. Even if you didn't kill off Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, I think he should have at least paralyzed him. Oh yeah, yeah. Something like that. Something so drastic where it ruins his life, but he's no more to paralyzing do though, because like MCU film, more. I mean, more characters just need to die. Oh, I suppose so. It also be kind of crazy to see Tobey Maguire's like uh, still swinging around if in he a was, wheelchair. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> that happened in uh, some comic. Oh, like old man uh, Spider-Man. What? Miles no Morales was like scrolled. Yeah. What? I, I'll show you the picture after. Oh my gosh. But anyway, all that to say, you know, this is how we think the MCU can save itself from collapsing. Maybe. It's probably too late. Maybe. They might have to just start over, like the DCEU, which hint, hint, we mm. will definitely talk about. <laughs> <laughs> is that it for this episode? That's it for this episode. That's it for this episode. Thank you for liking us and subscribing to us. What's the last thing we're going to have to say? Uh, well, you know, follow us for more content oh, yeah. coming follow at you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>